This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Sask Ag Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sask Ag Today. Here's what we got on the program on this Tuesday. Saskatchewan's Agriculture Minister provided his take on the Ag Minister's meeting in Fredericton last week. The first of two town hall meetings about drought conditions in Saskatchewan were held yesterday afternoon. The other one is this afternoon. And Farm Credit Canada offering support for Western Canadian producers financially impacted by the dry conditions. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt believes the recent meeting of his federal, provincial and territorial counterparts was the most productive one. The meeting in Fredericton, New Brunswick was his fifth one and is back home now after missing the wrap-up news conference on Friday to catch a flight back to the province. Where we also got to raise concerns uh, by all the provinces. The in-camera session with the federal minister was very good. Some very good discussion there and some good outcomes there. So I was very happy uh, with the meeting and the outcomes and and hopefully we'll see where it it comes. But we raised our concerns and um, we'll just see uh, where where they all land uh, with the federal minister and and uh, I'm hoping that uh, we see some good progress uh, to really uh, help the producers, both farmers and ranchers, uh, in the province of Saskatchewan. There were no detailed discussions on the growing drought in Western Canada, but Merritt said it was mentioned as he made a request for an agri-recovery assessment. The uh, federal ministry is now just looking for some data from us, and uh, our ministry officials are working together. She's assured us she's put two teams on this. Obviously, it's Alberta, Saskatchewan, and my understanding is uh, BC will probably be, if they haven't done it, will probably be in the same boat. And uh, so we just raise our concerns around that, obviously, with the drought and especially the impact on the livestock sector. That's why we did the, uh, you know, the doubling the threshold for write-offs for crops uh, a week over a week ago. So we see some opportunities there for some ranchers to be able to uh, get some feed. But we've raised it with her, and we're just doing all the, the work, the preliminary work now to get the process going. And hopefully over the next couple of weeks, we can see and come to terms on what we're going to do. It, we talked to our colleagues from Alberta, and hopefully we can work together on a similar program. The ministers also agreed to proceed on introducing an optional agri-stability model that they say will be simpler for producers. Merritt says Saskatchewan will stick with the accrual method on agri-stability. Some of the provinces are probably going to offer uh, cash basis, but we're going to stay with the crew. Our, our preliminary numbers show that if we went to cash basis, it would probably uh, not help the producers uh, in any degree at all. The one thing we have agreed upon through stability is moving the final date for filing. It will be moved up to June 30th. Hopefully that will shorten the time frame for when producers would receive their payment. We also had discussion around what are some other things we could probably bring into ag stability that would help, uh, especially the livestock sector. We see there's challenges there. So there was some discussion of that. There'd be some work with uh, ministry officials and the federal government to see how some of these options may, may work or may not work. So those were some of the discussions around that. 
Another topic was pesticide management, which the ministers agreed that science and evidence-based decision-making is paramount. Merritt says he worked hard to get it on the agenda. Thanks to the co-chair from New Brunswick, uh, we got it on the agenda. We had a good discussion about PMRA and making sure that any of the decisions they make are science-based. So uh, we just raised the concerns of when chemicals are removed from approval process that we make sure that we have other products that not only can give us the same results but also are very cost effective as well so we raised it uh, along with my colleagues from um, Alberta and Manitoba and Ontario other other uh, ministers raised it as well but the one thing that came out of it is we now have an FPT working group uh, that will work with PMRA and making sure that you know when products are brought on or taken off that there's some very good uh, in-depth uh, research done because Products that may have an impact in uh, Quebec or Ontario uh, might be doing a really good job out here. And so that's the kind of discussions we want to have with them. And maybe we can just obviously really help the system out as far as making sure that producers have the products in hand that uh, are going to be every bit as effective and are not going to uh, cost three and four times as much more money. Other discussions centered on interprovincial trade and the voluntary grocery code of conduct, as well as plans for a foot and mouth vaccine bank. Back with Saskag today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag today is brought to you by Prairie Six Inch. For Prairie Six Inch Eaves Trough, size matters. See Prairie Six Inch Eaves Trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca. There were representatives from the Ministry of Agriculture and Crop Insurance in attendance at yesterday's drought cattle meeting in Purdue. Grant McClellan, Executive Director of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, says it's always very valuable for them to understand the gravity of the situation. I think they're aware of the conditions by and large, but uh, we were really pleased to see that uh, the acting uh, president and uh, CEO of Crop Insurance was there, Jeff Morrow. Uh, we had a number of uh, other officials that were in attendance, as you referenced. But some of the things that come out of it was just how the programs are affecting people, uh, what programs worked in 2021 that they want to see come back, what kind of wrinkles can be placed into those programs to make them more effective. But uh, by and large, it was, it was about discussion about how effective those programs could be and just reminding those folks of the urgency of uh, getting, getting things in place and, and getting those crops for low-yield threshold written off so that crop, uh, producers can access them. He was asked, what programs do producers feel are valuable? Programs in 2021 that producers time and time again kind of reference was the agri-recovery program of $200 per head. Uh, that was really valuable in making sure that producers were able to get through the fall and get through the winter with feed. Uh, we know that feed availability is a little bit better this year than it was uh, two years ago, but that's really the top program that people referenced. He says the big thing is to have crop insurance inspectors to get out there as soon as possible. When it's no longer able to be uh, to be harvested, but uh, there is no actual timeline outside of what other nature dictates to us is when that crop is viable for feed. Uh, at some point, it just becomes straw. And when we talk about the drought, there's also the added threat and plague of, of grasshoppers that are picking off these crops and uh, making whatever nutritional value that they have kind of unfeasible. 
the sooner the better. The, we're really working at uh, get the block. Uh, in particular, you, we know the forecast is not conducive. It's not being helpful right now. Uh, to slow those things down. It's a rapidly deteriorating crop. And frankly, for it to provide some value to uh, both to the farmer and to the rancher, uh, it needs to come down as soon as possible. Producers had some suggestions during the meeting. Tweaks about for those programs to determine need was really about getting crop adjusters out there, using crop insurance data to do a better analysis of where the drought areas are specifically. We know it's a little bit more regional or spotty this uh, go-around than it was in 21, but uh, the effects are just as serious and in most cases more uh, damaging just as a result of the cumulative years of drought and no subsoil moisture. But uh, some other tweaks involved just making sure that uh, they're allowing producers to lead test trips without having uh, crop adjusters come out, but also increased flexibility and not being so firm on the low yield threshold numbers. If a crop is going to run 11 instead of 10 and the low yield threshold is, is 10, it should be encouraged, uh, crop adjusters should be encouraged to, to write those crops off to make that feed available. They had around 100 people attend the meeting in Purdue on Monday and expect something similar today in Kindersley. We uh, are really pleased with how many folks took the time to come out and, and talk to us yesterday. Uh, we know that, you know, with the situation, people are out there cutting hay, there's lots of work to do. And so, obviously, people have placed some importance on getting out there for these meetings. The second of the town hall meetings will be held at 1.30 this afternoon in Kindersley at the Canalta Inn. All livestock and grain producers in those regions are encouraged to attend. You're listening to SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Brian Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Saskatchewan farmers forced to write off drought-afflicted crops are being asked to consider ways to turn those crops into cattle feed instead. According to Agriculture Canada's most recent drought monitor report, 76% of the country's agricultural landscape is either abnormally dry or experiencing moderate to severe drought this summer. Cattle producers in the prairie provinces have complained of feed shortages as hay and other grazing crops wither and die. The Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan says it's encouraging crop farmers to help their neighbours who have cattle by converting crops to livestock feed. The Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation allows farmers who have had to write off crops this summer due to low yields or grasshopper damage to divert those crops to feed. Farm groups are encouraging producers to allow a neighbor to cut and bale the crop or even put up temporary fencing around their written-off acres so that they can be used for grazing instead. A tentative agreement between the BC Maritime Employers Association and the International Longshore and Warehouse Union Canada will be presented to union members today, potentially bringing an end to the job action at BC Ports. The employers say the offer being presented is the same one union leaders had previously rejected, which briefly sent workers back to the picket line last week. A 13-day strike that started on Canada Day stopped billions of dollars worth of goods from moving in and out of some of the country's busiest ports. Union members are now expected to vote on the offer 
later this week. The head of the United Nations is urging Russia to resume an internationally brokered deal that allowed grain to be shipped from Ukraine's Black Sea ports during the war. Speaking at the opening of a three-day food summit, Secretary General Antonio Guterres says the most vulnerable will pay the highest price for the collapse of the deal. Guterres says there are already negative effects on global wheat and corn prices. Russia has said that the Black Sea Initiative would be suspended until demands to get Russian exports of food and fertilizer to the world are met. European Union agriculture ministers are meeting for the first time since Russia pulled the plug on a deal that let grain flow from Ukraine to countries in Africa, the Middle East and parts of Asia, where hunger is a growing threat. They're discussing ways of moving grain by river, road and rail, and looking at ways to protect prices for EU farmers in countries bordering Ukraine. The road and rail routes through neighboring countries have angered local farmers faced with a glut of Ukrainian grain that has driven down prices and hurt their livelihoods. Recent rainfall in China's northeastern breadbasket has relieved drought across most of the region, but risks remain with the El Nino weather pattern potentially bringing more extreme weather this summer. China is the world's second biggest corn producer, and about 40% of its crop comes from the northeast. More than 1.33 million hectares in the region was impacted by drought in May and June. Rainfall since late June has effectively replenished soil moisture and basically eased the drought, with only 66,666 hectares of farmland still affected in Inner Mongolia. For now, autumn grain is maturing at a normal rate, and the area planted with corn has increased due to a good market price. However, risk from pests is increasing, with the fall armyworm spreading further north than normal for this time of year. Vietnam has approved the domestic commercial use of two homegrown vaccines against African swine fever, making them the world's first commercial vaccines against the deadly disease. The approval of the vaccines could pave the way for possible sales abroad, a major breakthrough to tackle the deadly animal disease that regularly ravages pig farms worldwide. African swine fever has for years disrupted the $250 billion global pork market, In the worst outbreak in 2018-19, about half the domestic pig population died in China, the world's biggest producer, causing losses estimated at over $100 billion. The Ministry of Agriculture has told the companies to work out production plans for domestic sales and for exports. More than 650,000 doses of the vaccines had recently been tested on hog herds in 40 provinces, with an efficacy rate of 95%, according to the government. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falcon. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. 
The heat warning is still in effect for a good portion of southern Saskatchewan and parts of the west west central areas. Cloudy and a 30% chance of thunder showers early this afternoon, then turning partly cloudy, also some haze. Winds from the southwest at 20, gusting to 40 kilometers an hour this afternoon. High of 32 degrees with the humid X 33. Tonight's clearing up. Winds from the southwest at 20, gusting to 40 kilometers an hour, then becoming light in the evening. And then winds from the west at 20 kilometers an hour overnight, low of 16. Tomorrow sunny, then partly cloudy in the afternoon. Winds from the west at 30, gusting to 50 kilometers an hour near noon. High of 29 degrees, the low 10. Thursday sunshine, high of 27, low 11 degrees. Then the temperatures start to moderate a bit. Friday sunshine, high of 24, the low 13. Saturday cloudy and a 60% chance of showers, high of 22, the low 14. Sunday sunshine, high of 27, the low 15. Sunny on Monday, up to a high of 28 degrees. Normal highs for this period are around 26, normal lows 11. Sun rose at 516 this morning and the sun will set at 8.53 tonight. Taking a look around the province in Estevan, Saskatoon, and Weyburn, 31 degrees. Swift Current is at 30, Yorkton, 24. Hotspot in Saskatchewan, as well as Canada, is in Valmarie at 32. The cool spot is in Key Lake at 18. In Regina, mostly cloudy sky winds from the west at 20, gusting up to 34 kilometers an hour. The humidity is at 31%. Temperature is at 31 degrees or 88 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 100.7 and falling. In Moose Jaw, partly cloudy. Winds coming out of the west at 31 up to 42 kilometers an hour. Temperature 32 degrees. Once again in Regina, mostly cloudy. West wind at 20 to 34. Temperature 31 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskag Today on the voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Farmers in B.C., Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba facing financial troubles because of drought conditions can get support from Farm Credit Canada. Senior Vice President of Operations in the Prairie Region with FCC, Shannon Weatherall, says several options are available depending on a farmer's needs. So that might include deferral of principal payments and or other loan schedule um, amendments to reduce financial pressure on producers impacted by the dry conditions this year. Weatherall says grain farmers are the most common customers they deal with. The grains and oil seeds customers um, are the largest portion of our portfolio in the Prairie Provinces, and it's also been impacting livestock operations, particularly beef and dairy sectors. So there have been a number of calls for people um, wanting to talk and discuss their options, and it might be immediate or it might be looking forward to the future, but we're always here to help and uh, want to encourage people to call in, talk to their relationship manager, come into the office, or uh, call our customer service center to discuss their individual situation and options that might be available for them. She says the loan payment deferral is the most discussed program right now for customers. And that the ability to defer payments or adjust 
uh, loan payment schedules. It's helpful for our customers to reduce financial pressure and um, manage their cash flow going forward just to make sure they have that cash flow to get into the next production cycle. Weatherall says producers shouldn't wait long to get the support they need. If they're concerned, and even if they're not sure, to not wait too long, talk to their relationship manager or give us a call. We're happy to discuss their situation. And in addition to working with customers to address their financial concerns, we would recommend as well if we have anyone in the industry struggling to take care of their mental health, given some of the situation uh, that's happening right now, we do have a list of mental health resources at www.scc.ca backslash wellness, a really good list of resources um, that people can, can look into if they feel like they need some support. Shannon Weatherall is the Senior Vice President of Operations in the Prairie Region with Farm Credit Canada. You're listening to SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of SaskAg Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Crop production research will be the focus of a field day this week south of Melfort. The Northeast Agriculture Research Foundation and Ag Canada host the event each year at the Melfort Research Farm. NARF Operations Manager Brianne McKinnis says a wide variety of research and demonstration projects will be featured. New pulse crop options for Saskatchewan, which consists of blue and white lupins and fenugreek. We've got biologicals in peas, deep banding of phosphorus and no-till soils, uh, canola seeding dates and rates, as well as foliar applied nitrogen fixing bacteria. Uh, we have wheat seeding rates and nitrogen reductions in high yielding oat varieties, uh, greenhouse gas emissions using enhanced inf- efficiency fertilizer products, uh, cropping systems for optimizing productivity, flood tolerant alfalfa and black leg in canola. The field day is tomorrow with guest speakers from Ag Canada, University of Saskatchewan, Sask Canola, Sask Pulse, the Western Applied Research Corporation, Sask Oats, and crop specialists from Sask Ag. You can register in advance at 306-920-9393. Registration opens at 8 a.m. with the tour starting before 9 a.m. Lunch will will be provided following the tour. There is no charge for the event. RCMP in Alberta are investigating a complaint of farm grant fraud. In this case, Mounties say the victim had signed up for a farm grant on a website that came up during a search on Google. The site asked for a fee and the farmer's business plan, but after doing so, the farmer didn't receive any help. So the victim asked for a refund, which also didn't happen. When the farmer called 310-FARM, they told him it was a fraud and that loan programs never ask for fees up front. Corporal Sean Milne is with the RCMP's Alberta Provincial Economic Crime Team. The best thing we always recommend is, well, it's kind of a two-pronged thing. If you're looking at buying an actual product, don't send any deposits or any money in advance. The scammers know that people typically won't pay 100% for a product sight unseen, but people are often willing to send deposits. That seems like a standard business practice. 
but that's the scammer's target. They're just looking to take the deposit out of people and they may be a little bit extra if they can, but after that, they'll just walk away and take what money they do get. In terms of loans and, and grant programs, in all cases, when you're applying for a loan, grant, or receiving a prize, it is illegal to require somebody to send money before they get money. Um, if, you're, if you're getting a loan or a grant, any fees or costs or anything are always deducted or added to the cost of the loan or deducted from the grant before you get the money. If you're being asked to send money before you get any money back, that is a huge red flag and you shouldn't do that. That's Corporal Sean Milne with the Alberta Provincial Economic Crime Team. Back in a moment. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM and Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? You'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down $10 to $757.42 a metric ton. Number one red spring wheat is down $18.07 at 397.23. The rest were unchanged. Durham at $426 a metric ton, feed barley 335.61, chickpeas 1036.17, flax 501.98, lentils 702.50, oats 250.32, yellow peas 335.92, and feed wheat 270.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for September is down 9.5 cents to $9.26 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of July 25th. Our last regular sale was on July 19th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.42 to $1.63. D3 cows sold from $1.20 to $1.40. Counter cows sold from $1 to $1.20. Half rats sold from $2.25 to $2.45. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.56 to $1.80. There weren't enough steers or heifers in any weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And now here are the latest pork prices. This is Bill Offer with the Hams Market Commentary for Tuesday, July 25th. Hams sold 8,600 hogs Monday, selling a range of $241 to $257 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,700 head, selling a range of $242 to $262 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is up 23 basis points, with the daily exchange rate 1.3172. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.93 cents US. Today, the US cash markets are higher, with the negotiated Western Corn Belt advancing $1.76, National up to $0.57, cents, and the cutout adjusted variant $1.77 US 100 weight higher relative to the previous day. The net value of the carcass advanced $1.96 in the afternoon report, once again led by bellies that were up by $9.30 US 100 weight. The move in bellies is nothing short of impressive, having gained a cumulative $150.21, or 211% over the past eight weeks, and seeing the sharpest rise in recent memory. 
Lean hog futures were notably higher at the open, but after hitting technical resistance levels, they backed off from the earlier session highs. Gains in the cutout and continuing advance in the regional cash markets are supportive, but the futures market has struggled to move much beyond the upper end of the recently established range. A seasonal turn lower happens every year, and this extra support we are seeing in cash and cutout this year is likely due to some industry repositioning due to Prop 12. Non-compliant whole pork is not being backed up in vast quantities in the remaining 49 states today, and there is talk that there is more competition for fresh pork among these states currently. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306 721 6667. The European Union will look at helping fund the costly transportation of grain out of Ukraine after Russia halted a deal that allowed Black Sea exports vital to global food security. The EU Agriculture Commissioner said today that he will investigate transport funding after a meeting of agriculture officials in Brussels. The thorny issue of how to get grain out of Ukraine and help farmers in the country's direct EU neighbors compete with a glut of cheap grain is threatening to shake the 27-nation bloc's unity in supporting Kyiv as it battles Russia's invasion. Europe's economic powerhouse Germany opposes moves to use EU money to support the transport sector. A United Nations report says countries in the Asia-Pacific region need to drastically improve disaster warning systems and other tools to counter the rising risks from climate change. The report by the Economic and Social Commission for Asia and the Pacific says close to $145 billion is needed to set up systems that would minimize deaths and damage from floods, earthquakes, droughts and other disasters. The Commission's review says most countries have failed to spend even 10% of what's needed. The UN has set a goal of having every person on Earth covered by early warning systems by 2027, but half of all countries lack such systems. On the markets, the TSX is down 14 points at 20,567. The Dow is up 71 points to 35,482. Oil is up 86 cents at $79.60 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 75.80 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Sask Ag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.